What's good, everybody? Uh, welcome to 99 Miles Per Hour with me, your host, Percy Garner. Um, I have a okay guest this morning. No, I'm just <laughs> I got a great guest this morning, but before I introduce him, I just want to make sure that um, I do touch on a few things. Uh, I know it's kind of been a minute. Um, I guess I'm not supposed to let them know how long it's been since I've been doing this. But anyways, make sure you guys go check out GetLevelPod.com. And uh, my podcast will be there as long as, uh, as well as what? How many? We got like 12 now? 14 podcasts. So a lot to choose from. And uh, a new one is, uh, na- uh, what is it? Natural Solutions, Natural Health. <laughs> See, he's got it. <laughs> natural Solutions, Natural Health uh, by Carmela. And uh, I'm about to tune into that one because uh, she always gets on me about my diet and what I put into my body. And uh, she's doing something right because uh, I don't, I'm not going to say her name, her age on air, but. She definitely doesn't look her age. So definitely go check that out. And uh, make sure you also uh, go to the, 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 the nice store that we have. Uh, on Get Level Pod, you can go check out some 99 uh, miles per hour gear as well as some Get Level Pod gear uh, at Teespring. And Josh will put that somewhere on the screen. Um, I'm not going to name out that URL. It's kind of difficult. Uh, as well as uh, I appreciate everybody who has been supporting uh, the Dover uh, scholarship fund that, I've been, that I created to fill a void. And uh, hopefully we can reach our goal, uh, but I guess I need to start doing some more work for that one. And uh, today, our show is sponsored by Your Pizza, uh, the finest pizza anywhere. So, I mean, if you're like me, pizza's great, but they also got chicken, they got subs, and, and salads every once in a while. People tell me I should eat one of those. But, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, Carmela. She, wants to, she probably would make me eat a salad. She didn't like when I went on my uh, carnivore diet. But, uh, but yeah, make sure to check them out. They are in New Philly. We won't hold that against them. Uh, but we appreciate uh, them sponsoring the show. One of these days, I'm going to be eating on set. I don't know if that's a good thing. I'm kind of messy, but we're going to do that. We're going to make that happen because I, I really miss your pizza. Oh, sure, and you invite me this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. But anyways, so we got someone here that I've known for a little bit. I <laughs> uh, grew up with his kids, and um, you know, I got to know him a little bit more over the last few years um obviously he's well known in this community he's someone i look up to and i'm going to be uh at my next position oh yeah i forgot to i guess i should announce yeah let's let's hear the big (laughs) announcement come on i want to hear this yes so um i have accepted the executive director uh position at rainbow connection and i will be replacing carmel howder who was just on the show uh the last episode so uh i'm excited and uh, I'm going to be leaning on you, Jamie Smith, and everyone else in the community <laughs> to make sure I, you know, keep the keep the the name going in Rainbow Connection. So, um, yeah, congratulations. That's thank awesome. You. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, we have everyone knows who this is. But we got Scott Robinson in. I'm sorry, that was a weird introduction, but um, I'm really you know happy to have you on the show. How you doing? Hey, doing great. Thanks for having me, Percy. I mean, we go way way back, and since you were just about. Uh, Knee high, yeah. probably. Yeah, you uh, said you're going to share some stuff. Delicious. Well, I'll I'll put that on the down low, no problem there. See, that's an old that's an old man expression. Done the down low, right? I'm not chill or anything like that. I'm, hey, hey, that's what people need to know. What was said back in the day? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but how you been doing lately, man? I mean, I, I we obviously did the the Tusco TV last year with the uh, football and. Um, you guys kind of took me under your wing, and I showed some interest, and you guys showed me the ropes, and uh, 
But now you got a you're at a new spot. Yeah, I'm at WJER Radio again. Uh, it seems like it made a big full circle. That's where I started out in 1985. I left there in 1996. Did some other things, and then uh, in July they asked me to come back, and I decided to do that. And boy, what a crazy year it's been with this pandemic. <sighs> Uh, these football games have been very interesting with, uh, you know, a third of the stands full and not enough room in the press boxes. And it's just been a, a crazy time. And certainly it's a crazy time for all of us. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the good thing is we came out of it healthy and now we're moving on to basketball. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens here during basketball season. Well, speak for yourself because uh, I was down with the COVID. <laughs> no, I'm not down with the COVID. Like, yeah, I like it. I actually had it, so uh, I was quarantined for two days. That's why I haven't had a show in a minute. But um, well, gee, thanks for telling me that. Now, <laughs> can you back up just a little bit? I was going to say, are we? <laughs> yeah, we six feet away. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah. So it was a fun time. I didn't have symptoms very, you know, that much, but you know, had to obey the law. Well, you're you're young, and fortunately, you came out of it, uh, you know, well. Yeah, and uh, you know, your family's doing okay. So that's. Yes. That's a good thing, and that's the most important thing. Yeah. Uh, it's dangerous. It's real. You should wear your mask. You should wash your hands. Do all those things uh, that are suggested, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll all come out of this on the other side. Yeah. I mean, it was it was the, the only part that was terrible since I didn't have you know terrible symptoms was um, just being apart from my family. Because if I didn't you know quarantine away from them, then they would have to quarantine fourteen additional days, and I didn't want to do that to my wife and my kids. So, yeah, I told <sighs> I told my wife if I have to be quarantined, you got to move out of the house because. <laughs> It's, it's, you just have to because I'm not staying in one small bedroom yeah, that's uh, what I for did. 14 days. It, oh, it would just be. It was rough. It was yeah, rough. that would but, not be good. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, I guess I want to hear about your family. Uh, I mean, your son and your daughter, you know, Andrew and Katie. I don't. I know Andrew, what he's doing, but I want to make sure he's still doing that. And eventually yeah. I got to go check him yeah, out. Yeah, no, no, no. He's uh, Andrew's a chef in Pittsburgh uh, at Butcher and the Rye. Uh, he works for a restaurant group there that has about eight different restaurants. And because of the pandemic, he has uh, uh, been off a couple of times, uh, but he is now working at a variety of the restaurants, helping out to get everybody back up and running in Pittsburgh. And it's it's tough because their rules are a little bit different than they are here. Mm. And I think the, the seating is about 25%. Wow. So it's it's tough to make a buck in the restaurant business right now in the Pittsburgh area, probably in all of Pennsylvania. Really? And uh, Katie is doing well at Cleveland State. Uh, she works at the rec center there. Okay. And uh, her husband, Jeremy, works at Sherwin-Williams. So okay. he works downtown. And then uh, the beauty of it for me is our little daughter, her granddaughter, Abigail, who's just about a year old. So that's exciting. Nice. And I don't want to miss uh, uh, talking about Ange, who is Andrew's uh, girlfriend and uh, they, uh, they have a nice little house in Pittsburgh, and it's all nice. it's all good. Yeah, so I'm, I'm happy to go check him out. And, you know, yeah. I like to eat. So you should. He's the head <laughs> chef. He's the he's the chef de cuisine. I got to get the really title right. Chef but de uh, cuisine. Yeah, he's like uh, a key member of Richard Deschance's uh, restaurant group over there in Pittsburgh. So wow. uh, yeah, he's doing well, and he, he found a passion, and uh, he's pursuing it, and it's good for him. That's what's up. Yeah, I'm, yeah. that's always good to hear. Yeah, know, about the friends and and the the funny thing is, you know, a lot of my friends that that we graduated with '07, I've known them for so long, and I de- I don't know if I've made an impact. But then, you know, I started this podcast, and a couple of my friends are like, "Yeah, I really like that spiritual podcast you had." I'm like reading the Bible now. I'm like, "What the heck?" I'm like, "That's crazy." I mean, I guess uh, it took a, a podcast to you know to make an impact yeah. on my friends' lives. And yeah, it's hey, it's whatever, but. 
Were they listening to me the previous 30 years? Or or was I just saying nonsense? Well, you know, when you became a famous baseball player, suddenly everybody paid attention to you. Famous in Dover. Yeah. How much was your rookie card? I'm sorry. Uh, Two. two It was three dollars. Three when I saw, but obviously price went down. Price went down. Price went down. (laughs) I'm probably weighing down Plutko's card value right now. Well, if he'd be doing anything, it'd be up higher, you know. (laughs) I think I've done that once, and I was terrible, so. Um, but yeah, so the thing I want to kind of, I, I don't know if you've watched many of these, but I kind of use this to learn about the person and, you know, some other subjects that they might have some expertise in. Right. So I kind of, you know, you know, it's a win-win for me. Obviously I get to make content, which is what I want to do for a long time. And, uh, I also get to hopefully on the other side, come out smarter, but we'll see. I don't know. if <laughs> <laughs> It's a 50, 50 shot. <laughs> So that's one of the things I learned about you. So obviously, I know you have a good voice, you know, and a face for radio. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I didn't realize, you know, the sense of humor and how funny you were until, you know, the, was that last season? It was last season, yeah. Um, I was just like, wow. I was (laughs) like, I don't know if Andrew thinks you're that funny, but I thought you were really funny. No, he doesn't think I'm near as funny (laughs) as you did. (laughs) I was going to say, usually the the kids are there. kids, no. no. My son did tell me I was funny. So really? I don't know if he was trying to get something. Kids but. lie a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, um, but yeah, that's that's one thing I learned. And another thing I learned is obviously just at the the intro how I was kicking the ball around, and you just step right in, and you know you're just you're skilled like that. And um, I've also been doing it a few years longer than that you is have too. true. That is true. That is true. I like how Steve's the same way. You guys kind of <clears throat> downplay your your, your skill set a little bit. And, you know, like to shine the light on other people. I mean, that's that's what good people yeah, do. You know what? That was one of the highlights of my whole football season last year. And I mean this. To be able to have you there and to try and help you and, and propel you forward, uh, you know, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. In, in the rest of the years, I'm going to be broadcasting, however many that may be. I'm really trying to work on developing the talent, the next generation. And certainly I identify you as, as that. And I think that's really critical you have the skill set, you have the personality, you have the talent, uh, you have the background because you show your ring off to everybody that you got from the Indians. So so that opens a lot of doors. I don't know what but, ring you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what ring you're talking about. Oh, uh, where it's at. Yeah. <laughs> I may have to bring that out for the next podcast. But, yes. But yeah. seriously, you really have the talent and you have the ability. You're doing the podcast now. You're getting some more experience. You can do this. You can do the play-by-play. You can do whatever you want to do, but... It's easy for me to help somebody that wants to learn, and, and that's what I found with you is you enjoyed it, you liked it, you had a good time with us. We had a lot of laughs, and, <laughs> and I was able to maybe help you a little bit and give you some pointers on things that I would do or try. For sure. And, you know, you were a quick student. You learned a lot. Uh, we got better as the season went on. Yeah. Well, and, I, I got uh, way better. Yeah. You, I started <laughs> off really bad. Didn't yeah. I get Baron May's yeah. name wrong the first time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, those those things happen, but not for Bear Bay. He's like the t- a top recruit out of the area. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He didn't like it so much, yeah. uh, but but you know we had a good time. We learned as we went along. Uh, we may do, and uh, you know you you really came on toward the end of the season, and I I thought it was really going well. Unfortunately, for circumstances beyond yeah. our control, we just uh, we didn't get a chance to do that this year. Yeah. But uh, WJER, if there's ever an opening, believe me, I'll be knocking on your Uh-oh. door again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know uh, Ambien over there that we had talked a little bit, and I'm just a, I'm a 
even though I'm not a shy person, I'm afraid. I don't know why, but I'm afraid that I'm gonna say something wrong. You know? Yeah, you just have to engage your filter. That's yeah. all. It's not always. I don't know easy. if I have one of those now. Hey, you know, I mean, you have moments when you have a hot mic. I mean, look at how many people have said something yeah. they shouldn't have said, and it's cost them a significant uh, yeah. their jobs in a lot of cases. And and I thought a lot uh, of that stuff they've said was funny, but obviously you can't, you yeah. can't say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're just things you can't say and. <laughs> And you know we all we all have adapted to uh, these are high school kids in most mm-hmm. cases that we're covering. Uh, I make mistakes, you make mistakes, these kids make mistakes. There's no need to accentuate any mistakes that you see because the kid knows they made a mistake. The coach knows they made a mistake. Yeah. That coach is going to address it with the kid. He doesn't need to feel any worse than that than he already feels because he knows he screwed up. That's true. You know, uh, you know, you had it in your playing days. You you know when you did great, and you knew when you did bad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you had a great game, the coach was going to come in and tell you, hey, you need to improve on this, this, and this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there was just there's just no, you know, yeah. you, you never play a perfect game. Especially with film when you get to watch it back. So. Yeah, and, and I never have a perfect game as an announcer. I never have, never will. You know, you make mistakes and you try and recover from them and, and you hope you don't do too bad of a job and the listeners get the idea. You paint the picture or if you're in TV, they can see the picture. So it's always a lot of fun, and and uh, I really enjoyed that uh, having a chance to to work with you last year. I really did. Yeah, I mean, I did. I didn't know how much I was, you know, being around all these old men. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to join. Wow, my- that that hurts just a little bit. <laughs> you know, here we are. We take you in, and no, no, no. I, just slap me across the face. Yeah, Josh would never do that though. Josh is a little bit better human than I am. But uh <laughs> but no, I, I mean obviously I joke and you you mentioned it. We had a good time, but there was a lot of learning for me. So well, that's uh, good. I do appreciate it. Yeah, that's great. <clears throat> um but I kinda want to transition to more, you know, just just you and just how you got to where you are as a person and in your career and stuff like that. But I kinda wanna start out with some general stuff. Like I know we talked about your family. But you seem like a person that really focused on, you know, self-development as you come up. I know now you're focusing on, you know, developing uh, the younger crowd and the people that, you know, are coming after. Uh, But, like, what was your – how did you, I guess, focus on self-development coming up? Were you a reader or, you know, obviously you didn't have – you know, a uh, Google, just anything you wanted to know. Here yeah, we, go. We, didn't have not, we didn't have internet until 1996. <laughs> I was 26 by then, actually 36 by then. So, uh, yeah, I know. Let I everybody know. Yeah, I know. Whatever it was. <laughs> but, uh, you know, when I started out, uh, I always had a dream from the seventh grade on that I wanted to be a radio announcer. Really? Yeah, I know it's crazy. Dang. It's crazy. And that's what I went to college for at Ashland University. It was Ashland College then. And uh, got through there. Uh, took. Uh, so you got through there i got through there <laughs> you know, someday we'll talk more about that but that is my specialty was pinball oh uh, gotcha <laughs> yeah yeah um but uh we managed to get through there and get a four-year degree so i was uh, pleased i consider that to be one of my crowning achievements in my life was to get the college degree that was important to me mm-hmm. it was important to my parents too because there weren't a lot of college graduates in our family and uh i i took that as a personal challenge and uh, it, it wasn't always easy, but you know, you, you do it and you get that degree and that's something you always have. Now it sits in the bottom of a drawer, but the same, <laughs> at the same point, you know what you achieved. Yeah. So I went into radio and, uh, you know, I, I developed a lot of skills, you know, working with people, working with the public, working with public officials, uh, all those things. And what I did is I set about to make a, a, a networking group. Kind of, Mm -hmm. I I tried to expand my group that uh, I knew or had friends with or 
uh, you know, just made contacts, yeah. I guess. And, you know, as time went on, I spent about 12 years at WJER and I made a lot of contacts and uh, knew a lot of people in the community, having been born and raised here mm-hmm. and living in New Philly most of my life. <laughs> and I, yeah, I know. I know. But I changed in, in 19... You know, what year was it? About 1985, I changed, and we moved to Dover. So mm. so now, see, I get back on your good side. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we talked about it, and uh, I, I decided that I had an opportunity to go to the United Way of Tuscarawas County. And I've, I've always been kind of community-oriented, and I thought that fit with my skill set at the time. So I went there, did the same thing, you know, expanded my network, uh, learned a lot about fundraising, learned a lot about the needs of the community. It was a great time. Spent almost 15 years there. And, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, when you've been around as long as I have, there's a little voice that talks to you and says, hey, you know, are you really giving that your best effort? Have you put in all you can put in here? Uh, Do you think maybe you'd be better served or the organization would be better served if you looked for something a little bit different? And uh, it was it was a great run. And certainly fundraising is a difficult position as you're going to find out Yay. yeah <laughs> yeah but it's it can be rewarding too at the same time there was a lot of uh things uh, that were great about it it was just very difficult to continue to go out and uh you know raise money year after year after year so the chamber position became available in about uh, uh t- late 2010 early 2011 and uh i decided to apply for that we went through the interview process and then uh I, I was hired eventually in April of uh, 2011, so I've been there almost 10 years, nice. and uh, I continue to say this is going to be my final stop. <laughs> uh, I, have, I, I love what I do. I enjoy the businesses that I work with. I enjoy the people I work with. Uh, I enjoy the, the challenges of working with a business organization in these types of times, uh, advocating for small business, uh, and just uh, trying to be a helpful in the community. And I think that's really satisfying to me as much as anything. And I think you're going to find that too in your new job. You'll see that there's going to be wins and there's going to be losses and there's going to be frustrations as there isn't any job. But uh, I, I really have enjoyed every day uh, at my job. I, I want to continue to work there as long as I possibly can, as long as my bosses will let me work <laughs> there. Uh, I intend to do that. So, you know, that's kind of my story in a nutshell. Mm. Uh, I was told a long time ago that my dad had decided and uh, had a conversation with my mom and said, you know, he's going to lead something someday. And I didn't hear that story until about two years ago. And I thought, how really? prophetic was that? Uh, my dad's been gone for basically 34 years or so, wow. roughly. And uh, I'd never heard that story. My mom just dropped that story on me uh, the other day and uh, recently. Nice. And, uh, you know, I thought, wow, what did he see then? that he knew, even though he wasn't going to be here, that yeah. he knew that was going to happen. So that was kind of a special, that was an aha she moment. Held for for the, she yeah. held it for the, lot, the right time, too. Yeah, right? yeah. She, she hit me at the right time. You know, I get, my ears are tearing up now. Yeah, but, I could tell. You know, it's, uh, it's one of those things that you don't hear about these things, and then they come out, and it's like, geez, why didn't you tell me that before? You know, <laughs> when I was really trying to work my way up, yeah. you know, and, and you try to set a good work ethic and show your kids – this is the way you should do things. Go to work. Be there on time. Be there before you're supposed to be there. You know, all those things, uh, show up and give it your best. And, you know, I'm thankful that my kids have learned that. Uh, both of them work long hours in, in, 
and or in particularly difficult physical job. You yeah, don't think about that, but that's a very competitive job. Too. Yeah, it's a competitive <laughs> job, and uh, you know you have to hire and fire and run a kitchen and make sure everybody's happy, and uh, it's just very very difficult. But I'd like to think they saw some skill sets in myself and my wife Kim, uh, who has worked at Zimmer for uh, about thirty three years now. Okay. Uh, you know, they always saw us go to work every day. If we were sick, we went to work. You know. If, well, you can't do that now. Yeah, but. you can't do that now. I was just going <laughs> to, you beat me to it, kid. Come on. Uh, but, you know, you, you just go in and give it your best mm-hmm. effort, you know. I never thought it was great to change jobs every year or two. I just, I was always committed to what I was doing. And I don't think I've held a job much less than 10, 12 years anytime I've ever made a change. Uh, but I always felt it was important to give it time and to try and do your best at that job. Take it to a level where, you think it's ready to be uh, given to someone else and move on and try and build the next organization. And that's what I enjoyed was kind of developing a sense of how to build an organization. Uh, The other thing too, is not a lot of people can work for a board, you know, board of directors, board of trustees, when you have about 18 different bosses, 16 to 18. And, and that can prove challenging, but when you develop relationships with people, uh, you're able to honestly talk through issues and things like that, where it works out. I've been very fortunate to have a lot of great board members, uh, and I really enjoy the situation that I'm in now because we all work together as a team for the benefit of the community, and that's really all I can ask. And uh, we're all giving it 100% to move this community forward. The, the problem is this pandemic. <laughs> I mean, that, that, is, <laughs> that has hurt so many businesses. Yeah. You heard it as a, in your former job or your soon-to-be yeah. former job. You know how it is, yeah. and uh, it's, it's very, very challenging. Yeah, I mean, it has been challenging. I've said this time and time again on this show that obviously it's been super challenging for businesses. Some are gone out of business, um, but it's also made a lot of people, churches, businesses, organizations kind of, you know, take the next step or, you know, just become, you know, I guess more mobile and and figure out new things. And um, so there, there's been obviously more negatives, but there has been a little bit of, you know, pluses like this podcast would have never been here. Right. But. Yeah. You know, traditional churches have had to find ways to get their message out. And a lot of the older traditional churches that would have never thought of this suddenly realized, uh oh, where's our, where are our parishioners? Where are, you know, our followers? And uh, they develop ways to do it through the internet and uh, they've taken it to the next level. And, and that's really great for some of the people, uh, like the older folks that, that are shut-ins and can't get out. This provides them some faith-based material mm-hmm. on a Sunday that they can actually participate in if they can't get from their house and drive to the church. Exactly. So that, that's been important, and I think that's been a, a good part of this. Uh, certainly there have been some others, but from a faith-based perspective, I think that's a pretty important piece. Yeah, and I mean, I've enjoyed um, kind of, being the guy who I think every third Sunday I control the live stream and it's kind of nerve wracking because you don't want to, people are trying to worship. And then if I mess the screen up, I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> yeah. but you know, they let me do it and they trust me, but well, <laughs> it's, it's, well, it's kind of nerve wracking, but you know, there's, yeah, that's, I guess, <laughs> would the, you trust me? <laughs> the, the decision-making, you know, that's in, that's in a higher power's hands. Yeah, so you're, yeah, uh, that's true. you know, that's certainly, true. But they'll, they'll be all right. They'll be all right. Yeah. If I mess up a little bit, no. <laughs> no, but I think that I know the older folks that uh, people that are senior citizens, the elderly, I'm sure they appreciate it very, very much. 
uh, although there is, uh, you know, some larger facilities that certainly been doing it for a while and have gotten really, really good at it. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of the older traditional churches, uh, are catching up, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and at least it's on there and, and people are getting the message. And, uh, I think that's really working out uh, in a lot of ways. True. Now, obviously we talked about your career path and, you know, what you did to, to get through or to uh, accomplish certain things. <laughs> yeah. Um, being where you are now, do you think there's anything like left that besides, you know, groom the, the next generation, like you talked about, is there anything left you feel like you have to do or you need to do for you to be like, okay, almost like that LeBron question, like what does he have left to prove? <laughs> right, right. You know, I, I think after 37, 38 years, there's uh, in broadcasting, there's a few things maybe I'd still like to try. But, uh, you know, I've never opened a stadium. I've never opened a gym, mm-hmm. all those yeah. things, which could have happened this year. But because of the pandemic, it just didn't quite work out. Uh, I've done seven basketball games in one day, three different oh. times. Oh so that's something. Uh, yeah. Uh, so there are the firsts. That's what gets me excited about the broadcasting. Uh, you know, if there's something I haven't done and I get a chance to do it, uh, a couple of years ago, we did some games at Kent State Tuscarawas on Tusco okay. TV. Uh, that excited me because I don't think that had necessarily been done before, uh, at least that anybody could remember. So that was exciting. Uh, you know, those are the things from from my second career, from my broadcasting career. That's what excites me. Yeah, is doing something that's a little bit different. Uh, I think I've matured a little bit and gotten better as I've gone along. Um, so, you know, you always, I always went in feeling that 50% of the people like me and 50% didn't, <laughs> Yeah, you know, and if you don't get too big of an ego and we all have egos, let's face yeah, it, yeah. yours was the biggest I ever saw. <laughs> no. <laughs> you uh, take that back now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have an ego. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, if you go in with that perspective and you have your head on straight, I think that, uh, that's a pretty good perspective to take. And just remember, it could be your kid out there playing, your student yeah. athlete, your son, your daughter. How would you feel if somebody said something negative about about somebody yeah. that you were related to that was your child? So if you look at it from that way, that was great. When my kids played in sports, that gave me a little different perspective, too. And I only ever did one game that uh, my son Andrew played in a soccer game. Really? Yeah, I did on TV. And you I, know soccer? Uh, <laughs> just <laughs> probably more than you do. Yeah. Well, I learned a lot yeah. after. I wish I would have... Like, I love soccer now. I know yeah. what's happening. I'm like, yeah. I wish I would have been, you know, in high school, you're mature, and you're like, oh, football is the only thing that matters. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, technically, well, they're remember, playing football. Hey, I remember when you guys used to go and support the soccer teams at Dover, the soccer yeah. players would come yeah. and support the football teams. Yeah. Uh, I remember Andrew standing out of Fawcett Stadium when you guys were playing yeah. Steubenville, and yeah. there's a bunch of the soccer kids, no shirts, they got gloves yeah. and hats on <laughs> And it was cold. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah, it, it was, was really cold. cold. I had a so, lot of equipment. I was so it was cold. But that's what made you all tight because you had respect for each other. And I think that really was a great way to show it. I think there was a lot of fun and camaraderie. And uh, even though you played different sports, you still realized that uh, there's skill involved in both. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and, you know, now you mix it with the kickers and those kind of things. You mix soccer and football a little bit. So. Yeah, we, yeah, we started to do that. That was, you know, yeah, I remember so. like Corey Plotz and yeah. <laughs> some other players. Yeah, I mean, there's been players along the years that have been very good at it. And uh, certainly uh, still today, yeah. you're seeing a lot of the soccer players uh, play football as a kicker. 
And then the soccer coaches hold their breath that they don't get hurt playing football <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the football yeah. coaches hope they don't get hurt playing soccer. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, it's, it's changed a lot over the years that yeah. way. Well, like when I, I got to do a, uh, a private tour of Dover high school and Man, I wish I was a student right now. <laughs> that place is. Have you seen it? I have. I have. I've seen it. It's uh, it's an awesome facility, oh, and uh, uh, you know, and fortunately, a lot of the schools are are getting newer facilities, and uh, you know, the others time will come where yeah. they will get theirs as well. Uh, but it it is an advantage, and certainly the the buildings are much more technologically functional. Yeah, I guess is the word I would use. Uh, or phrase I would use because there there are some advantages to a newer building versus an older building. Do you, will you see advantages like you know broadcasting and stuff? Is there have you got to like see what it might be like in the new Dover gym and how you guys are gonna is it gonna change anything? Like are your wiring and your setup or anything? Uh, they're uh, really uh, it's a neat it's a nice gym. Uh, they have done a tremendous job with that. I think that there'll be a perch for the radio at some some place yeah. around the upper ring. I would okay. assume. Uh, the good news is appreciate WJR's investment in new equipment. Okay. So we're going to have some new equipment for nice. this uh, basketball season. And uh, WJR Sports Director Willie Grove and I are going to be working with that here uh, very, very soon. So nice. that's uh, terrific. Appreciate the the confidence that uh, Amy Smith and the team there have shown uh, to Willie Grove and I uh, by purchasing the new equipment, giving us the tools we need to succeed, uh, and in turn make them sound better, which is always helpful. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm – New equipment is always just so, like, I don't know about you, but for me, new technology. And when I got that new iPhone, I was like, ah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I always get excited about that. But Yeah, it's great stuff. And uh, it shows that the, the businesses are investing in their product, you know. And that's whether it's a radio station or a retail store. You know, anytime you, you pour money into the infrastructure, uh, you know, or the equipment, that's certainly – uh, while it's expensive, it also can be a real benefit uh, for the people that listen or the people that use the store. It's awesome. Yeah, I always you know commend those companies because a lot of people can just try to be smart and try to just stay status quo for the longest time to save money and be you know you want to that's a mark of a business. You want to be successful by making money, but you know there's also times when you have to you know. It's time, like, all right, <laughs> we need a new, you know, this, and and it's a hard decision for a lot of for a lot of businesses, especially now. But um, it's it's definitely one of those things when when you do it and you see it pay off, you're like, oh, I'm glad we did that. Yeah, there's there's some companies uh, that I've been participating in some interviews with that uh, they're looking at spending smaller, uh, you know, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen people operations that are looking to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on new equipment in a bet that they're going to be able to increase their market share. Well, the times are a little bit tough. Yeah. So when it economy expands back up, hopefully they're going to have a bigger piece of the pie and, uh, you know, they're going to roll the dice and, and take a chance. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, what else can I learn from you? No, I'm just <laughs> now the the thing I did I did want to kind of touch on is obviously we talked about, you know, your relationship with your kids and obviously your career and all that. But I kind of want to talk about, you know, because I'm, even though I've been with my wife for eight years, it's still, wait, is it eight years? <laughs> I think so. Seven you, or eight. You better get this one right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, seven or eight years we've been married. But, um, you know, I'm still learning and all that. And, and I mean, how long have you and Kim been together? Uh, 37 years we've been married. Damn, okay. Been together about 41. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've been with, with Christopher for 15 years, and I think married for eight. I think, yeah. But, um... <laughs> 
but or seven married for seven married for seven sorry okay but uh is there like what if you're like telling andrew if you're like talking to son now the birds in the beat no uh <laughs> if, if he's thinking about marrying uh you know is it angie Ange. Ange, yeah if he's thinking about marrying her like what would you you know well you just have to learn it's a, it's a series of give and take you know you both have different interests you're trying to mold those into one to become a family and it's not always easy it's hard work uh, mm-hmm. you got to work at relationships and it's very very difficult and I, I would encourage him to you know get to know each other as well as possible before you you do that and you'll know when the time's right and uh, you know, you'll move forward and the kids will come along and that's then another, you, another challenge. That's a whole nother <laughs> challenge. Yeah. As we're, as, as my daughter and her husband are finding out, uh, uh, you know, with a one-year-old that's learned to crawl recently. Ooh. Uh, so they are, uh, she is grabbing the cat's tails and, uh, you know, those kind of things. So being curious. Yeah. Being curious. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, you just have to work on relationships. That's a big advice I would give you is to, to understand what you're getting into, to appreciate it, uh, and to, uh, to pray long and hard about it before you do it. It certainly is a, it's a big step and it's one that you take for life. Yeah. I, I like that. Um, a lot of people don't look at relationships as work, you know, and I don't think it's, bad to say that it's work if you i've been in a relationship for a long time even outside of marriage you know just regular friendships i've been i've had a friendship with micah for since we were born yeah and we never really had any you know differences really you know that were major but we had one where i kind of messed up and and it really like, it was like wow it, it like put it in perspective like all right like <laughs> this is like something i cherish obviously i gotta make sure i get make this right and especially it's magnified in a marriage because you can't you know really i mean you can but that wouldn't be healthy but you cannot speak to that person for a long time if it's just a friend who lives hours away but it's your wife in the house you have to realize like i have to what's the word i'm looking for consciously you know intentionally make adjustments it's not just gonna take care of itself and and the way I, the way I think about it is love is like a choice. You know, all, if you look up love in the dictionary, it's you know people are like oh love, you know, but that's not what it is. <laughs> the, the two most important words you're going to learn, Percy, are yes, dear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's only been a couple of times where I've you know, I, I guess I'll say this, put my foot down. Hopefully, my wife isn't watching. But <laughs> there's only been a couple of times where I've had to do that. Every other time, you know. We talk things out. We compromise, and that's why I think we, you know, we're we're going to be good for. But but you make sacrifices. You as a yeah. professional athlete, there were probably other opportunities you could have taken, mm-hmm. but you you put your family first, like you should have, and you didn't go to the X Y Z city or this country or do this or do that. Yeah, that was that was a, a rough time. That was there was opportunities to play in like Venezuela, where I was, you know, in the minor leagues. I'm making eight thousand a year. Then I can go to Venezuela and make twenty thousand in a month. I'm like, babe, we need this money. But the same token, they needed me home instead of me playing, you know, baseball and you know the states for seven months and then going to play three months in another country and then like, hey, we get to spend Christmas together and then I'm gone again. That's not yeah, and uh, <laughs> you know, it's, I, I admire the, the athletes like yourself that are able to to do that to basically have two different lives. One is a professional athlete and one is the homebody, is the father, uh, you know, of some kids or the husband, whatever. But uh, it's hard to f- force people. It's hard to be a coach. Yeah. You know, those college coaches, it's, 
you know, you, you spend a couple of years one place, and the next thing you know, you you root everybody up and and take them somewhere else. And you know, the coach that you work for gets fired, and then you're out after a year there. Where are we going to go? Can't buy a house because we don't know how long we're going to be here. Yeah, you know all those things, and and the same thing with a professional athlete. You know, you were always rooted here in Dover for the most part, yeah. and that that gave you somewhere that you always knew that was home. Yep. But there's a lot of these athletes that don't have anybody, don't have a wife, don't have any responsibilities, and and they just bounce from place to place to place. Well, I had to I had to make Krista like, hey, we're we're staying in Dover, even when she got pregnant. I'm like, you're moving back to Dover because I'm gonna be playing, and, <laughs> and she had to make obviously. The sac- we talked about the sacrifices I made. She's had to make the out- most outrageous sacrifices, um, but you know she's took it in stride, and I'm sure Kim yeah. has made some sacrifices. Yeah, she uh, she learned early on that uh, pretty much every Tuesday, Friday, and Saturday I was going to be on the road doing a ball game somewhere. Mm-hmm. And now when I said, "Well, what if I cut back a little bit?" She said, "No, no, no. I, I'm I'm perfectly happy with Tuesday, Fridays, <laughs> and Saturdays on my own. <laughs> I, I don't I don't want you to be home. I want you to, I want you to go. You do your thing. It's yeah, okay. I'm yeah. used to it after all these years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, like you said, it has to. It's work. It's compromise, and uh, all the things in between. Yeah. Well, I mean, is there anything else you want to you know leave the listeners with, uh, or actually, who? I guess I just want this is for my own. Uh, I guess knowledge or, you know, who like what people were you looking up to when you were growing up? What was it? Was it other radio announcers or commentators? And- no, actually, it was probably my parents, my grandparents. I think nice. more than anything because they spent a lot of time with my grandparents, and uh, you see how hard they worked. I mean, they were born in the early 1900s. Yeah, uh, you know, they lived through the depression, the 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 original. Yeah, uh, the flu real- epidemic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you oh, know yeah, those yeah, yeah. those kind of things. You know, World War. One, World yeah. War Two, you know, all the things they saw, you know, in that, that 80 year period from about 1906 to 1986, that there's, there was a heck of a lot of change. Yeah. You know, people going to space, to the moon, all these things, you know, and, and they just always had a good perspective because uh, my grandfather grew up on a farm outside of New Philly and my grandmother pretty much the same. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it just was amazing what they had seen, what they had done, what they had accomplished. You know, and and he just thought he was always just a steel worker. Well, no, you're my grandfather. Yeah, you know, you're somebody to look up to, and uh, you know, I loved him dearly, and I miss him every day. But yeah. uh, certainly, they were some I looked up to. My dad, uh, you know, always there was always a roof over you know yeah. head, food on the table, the stuff people take and, for granted. You once you was always, an adult, you realize, yeah, <laughs> and there was always stuff under the Christmas tree. You know, those are things that I I didn't realize what I didn't have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I I didn't think I'd lack for anything, and I still don't. Yeah. Uh, and I hope our kids feel the same way. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Well, um, I appreciate having you. Yeah, glad this, to be here. Yeah, this was uh, very exciting to have you on here. Uh, I'm glad I, you know, thought of it and that you're okay with coming on here and giving me some of your time, even though you thought it was going to be 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 40 minutes later. <laughs> but uh, now we got to get on to the famous 99 miles per hour outros. <clears throat> They're not famous or good. Anyways, we appreciate you guys listening. I I saw the intro. (laughs) I know it's not. (laughs) Love it. Love it. We might have to have you here again later in life. Um, (laughs) But but no, we appreciate having you here. We appreciate you guys listening. Remember to five-star review on iTunes. Like, subscribe on YouTube. We are on Facebook now. That's like a thing. So that's fun. Remember to upload it to Facebook, Josh. Um, <laughs> and uh, maybe, you know, we might be doing some other things. Maybe some live things down the road. We'll see. 
Um, yeah, we. Uh, that's scary. A lot of time the guests don't want to do live, but Scott, he would have been all right for it because he, he, you know, he's all right. He's a professional. But uh, yeah, tune in to this. This will be live uh, on YouTube and Facebook on Tuesday, uh, just like they usually are. If you guys want to listen, go to the getlevelpod.com slash forward slash 99 miles per hour. And uh, I guess we'll see you next time.